of Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I am so happy to be back, my friends. I can breathe through my nose, I can talk without sniffling or coughing, so I'm feeling really good and ready to reunite with everyone. Even though I was just a fest, I'm already feeling the vibes of friendship and missing them so, so much. So hello, I love you, and I miss you to everyone I saw there or who I heard about the whole weekend. It, it, it Fest is the best, and I'm so happy to have experienced that, even if I did bring home some cooties. But speaking of Friends at Fest, I was able to catch up with this week's guest at the Civic Media Center for their full band set, and that's Foxy Dads. Alana Hope is a longtime friend of the podcast whose return is just so, so welcome, They were kind enough to dish on their latest record, in case you missed it. That's the name of the record. (laughs) And uh, they caught me up on their influences and intentions with this really brilliant pop release. And we also talked about Hilary Duff as the perfect pop songwriter. It's true. All of it. So if you're into irresistible beats and pop hooks and awesome collaborations, this record and interview are definitely for you. So with that, Let's hear some more Foxy Dads and then get into the interview with Alana.
welcome back, Alana, to Angry Girl Music of Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things in New York? Well, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, New York's okay, I guess. It's been really rainy and gross. <laughs> but yeah, that's part of the charm. Yeah, it's so true. It's funny because I've had a couple days of that at the time that we're recording too. So lots of wind, lots of rain. Yeah, that time of year. No kidding, but it's okay because your new album has been keeping me all upbeat and dancing around and pushing through all the storm and stuff. So that's a good feeling. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I try to keep it, you know, optimistic and fun. Definitely. I think you've accomplished that. Uh, so you've had this new record come out. I've seen that you've had more designs out. So that's awesome. Still doing a lot of um, design work and stuff for different bands and labels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to keep busy. Got to gotta make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Always. It's so cool whenever I get to see your stuff everywhere and stuff. It's just exciting because uh, your designs are some of the ones I gravitate to the most whenever I see bands on tour and stuff. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a Alana piece. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, glad. That's so good to hear. Right? It's good yeah. for them. It's good for you. <laughs> yeah. If someone tells me that something I designed for them, like, sold out, I, like, freak out. I'm like, that's, like, the best day of my life. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because, you know, you're helping them out and people like your work, so. Yeah. That's so good. Anything that you've been really excited about that you've worked on for design stuff? Um, hmm. Well, I'm working on a few, like, album, oh. like, designs for some people, and that's always exciting. Uh, I also just did a t-shirt design for my partner in Winnebago Vacation, which will be, um, people will be able to see it on tour. And... Yeah, I really like that one. It's like a campfire, something I don't usually do, but yeah, I'm excited for people to see that. And then, you know, there's like my own merch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that you have, um, it looks like almost like a manga style merch listing for you. I love yeah. that. Thanks. Um, I was mostly procrastinating because I was stressed out and didn't want to work on the other things I was supposed to. <laughs> so uh, I spent all day doing that instead. And I'm so happy with how it came out. I might actually make like coloring book pages of it for people, like leave it blank. Oh my gosh, I would so buy that as a thing. It's so cute and it's so well done. Free, I'll put them by merch. Heck yeah. Well, you know, I'll be running to your set so I can grab stuff like that. <laughs> so neat and it's so creative I'm, I don't see enough people doing stuff like that when it comes to their merch and like I feel like you've always got really creative stuff I think I like went a little wild at your set at last fest grabbing a bunch of stuff because I'm just like this is all so cute I need it all <laughs> I don't know I try to like do stuff that's like a little different a lot of like my merch ideas are based on like hype beast type stuff because <laughs> I feel like no one else is doing that and then I have like a lot of like cute like anime and manga stuff because mm -hmm. I feel like that's like kind of becoming popular now so I'm like oh how do I make a difference for me to a merch spread and I don't know I try to stay like ahead of the curve if I can. You're one of those people that pretty consistently does in my opinion because you've always had like the just the unique pieces and then I start seeing other bands doing stuff like that so it's it's cool you're trendy. <laughs> Thank you I try. Absolutely and like I don't know I feel like your your record is kind of doing something similar in that sense where I feel like you've got your own distinctive sound here with In Case You Missed It and like I, I feel like that's going to be something a lot of people are going to be looking to, especially into the new year as they're starting to like tweak their sounds and stuff. Well, that makes me feel good because I feel like with Foxy Dads, I'm always trying to do something that nobody else is doing because I can't really be, you know, I can't feel like, oh, I'm not emo enough or I'm not punk enough or I'm mm -hmm. not whatever enough if I just do something that's completely different. Like I can't, compare myself to other people if I'm just doing something no one else is doing so it's very validating to hear you say that we're doing some something unique so thank you absolutely and like I kind of liked when I was reading like some of the press stuff that was coming up and then of course like kind of your descriptor it's on band camp and everything I like that your sound is kind of being referred to as like goth pop now yeah I mean I wasn't really sure what else to call it yeah 
because uh, it's really depressing. And I mean, I was an emo kid. I was a sneak kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like really depressing lyrically, but it's pop music. There's no way around that. It, yeah. It's like dance pop music. So I thought that'd be like a fun little thing to say. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know any other bands that are using it right now. I think some other bands probably are, but you know, I try to be a little, little different. Totally. I think it suits you. And like, I haven't, I haven't heard any other bands referring to their music as that. And like, uh, the goth kids need pop too. (laughs) Yeah. I totally feel that. I'm like, I kind of want to, I want to walk into like a conversation with more of like the emo goth kids, even the scene kids and like, you know, them be talking about your record just because it's like, I feel like it suits kind of like that culture as well as so many others. Like, it totally suits indie, especially with the way the indie pop has been going. And like, you know, it totally blends in perfectly. I think that's why you end up on like show opportunities, even festival opportunities like the fest now is because your sound is so dynamic. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like because I listen to so much different music and the people I like work with listen to so much different music. It's easy for us to make something that has a lot of different influences like when I'll write you know I have my influence and then when my friend Joey writes you know the guitar parts and the beats he has his own influence and then my keyboard player will have their own influence because we all listen to such different music Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone I I play with or write with listens to like almost any of the same music and I think that kind of works out for us Definitely. I can tell. And um, with that in mind, kind of like, what were you listening to as you were writing in case you missed it? Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. I freaking love it. A lot of Hillary Duff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, a lot of Hillary Duff. um, But like, like older Hillary Duff. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. I mean, I still listen to like the same stuff I always listen to, like Susan, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, you know, there's also always like, emo bands and punk bands Mm -hmm. but yeah I would say it's mostly a Hilary Duff inspired album. I kind of like that because I feel like you did a lot of interesting stuff with your vocals and now that you mentioned Hilary Duff I'm like okay okay I can see this. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know I just feel like she's just so iconic and she doesn't get enough credit. I even I think I had like a semi-viral tweet a while ago saying that like the reason Hillary Duff isn't as like popular or as remembered today as like Britney Spears is is because she was mostly appealing to girls as opposed mm-hmm. to Britney Spears who appealed to both like men and women mm-hmm. being like so sexual which is like fine but it's like I feel like a lot of men didn't hop on the Hillary Duff train and you know I think they should I think now is the time it's it's Hillary Duff revival time. It's true. Her albums are good. Like she's still great. She still looks amazing. Um, Lizzie McGuire is getting a revival. <laughs> like I don't know if if you like my album, listen to more Hillary Duff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no question about it. And it's like it's interesting because I was gonna bring this up later, but I think that um, if I think back on a lot of Hillary Duff's music, like especially like early to mid 2000s stuff, it's like a lot of it's very like self-reflective, very much about like progress within yourself and everything. And you did that with your record too. A lot of her lyrics are so dark and I feel like people don't realize that. They just think of like, you know, Come Clean as like this fun radio pop song you heard when you were a kid, but like... Mm -hmm a lot of Hilary Duff's lyrics are like super emotional. I think she's a cancer, I'm not sure, but a lot, <laughs> a lot of her like lyrics are super emotional. A lot of her songs are really deep, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's all hidden with like a fun little pop beat. And I definitely try to do that same thing, but I don't know, maybe like the next level, a little more candid about how sad it is. Yeah. <laughs> a the less metaphors to hide it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's something people don't always realize. That's amazing. And now you're making me want to go revisit Hilary Duff's music because it's like true. The more that you sit there and you think about it and yeah, you've kind of put your own twist on it, of course. And like, 
Um, of course, it's like a little bit more modern in a sense of like all the different like electronic sounds that like you and your bandmates play with when it comes to like beats and everything, which is very exciting. I feel like that's possibly going to be like a new wave of music is going to follow something very similar to what your your band is creating. I hope so. I don't know. I feel like I want more bands to do things similarly to how we do them mm -hmm. just because I feel like there's always this kind of like unspoken rule of booking shows where oh you don't have a drummer like okay you're just gonna open the show or you're gonna play first or second yeah and then all the bands with drummers are gonna play last and we play with backing tracks we play with beats like there is no reason we're not good enough to open a show, to like headline a show. There's no reason we're not, you know, there's no reason a band that's loud can't start the night. There's no reason that a band that's quiet can't play in the middle. And even then we're not necessarily quiet. Like no. I bump our beats. I, I play them through a pretty, pretty tough amp. Usually on like the lowest setting, it's still enough to shake the room. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel like the more people that do weird things and have different types of setups, um, like even I saw like Sydney Gish play and she just has like a looper and like has beats that way. And I just think the more bands that are doing things other than the traditional like guitar, bass, drums, like lineup, mm -hmm. the more interesting shows are going to be and the more open people are going to be to like mixed bills and you know having rappers and having electronic artists and having you know an acoustic artist close a night and then a, dr a drum emo band open it mm -hmm. I, I feel like we'll get more and more experimental the more bands experiment with you know just like how their setup is Absolutely. Yeah. You've always been a really awesome advocate for like mixed bills and like playing with genre and stuff and not really feeling constricted to like your traditional band lineup. And I've always thought that's so awesome. And I don't know, I feel like it's starting to slowly get embraced more and more by like, even indie has a mainstream to it and like punk has a mainstream to it. And like, I'm starting to see that kind of stuff start to creep forward. Um, like, even, like, a local band I'm really into from around here, Photofire, I mean, they have a lot of gear, but, like, they've been bringing more, like, synths and, like, materials yeah. that are, like, I don't know how to describe it other than almost, like, a mixed media setup where it's, like, it's not just your your drum, guitar, and bass. It's, like, there's, like, keys and different, like, yeah. applications of it. Even people, like, just bring in their, you know, laptop and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, even something as simple as like having seeing another when I see another singer that isn't playing an instrument mm -hmm. I get so excited like every time I see Cheem and mm -hmm. I just be like you know oh there's a front person that's like not playing and same thing with like just friends like I I get so excited because I feel like there's this taboo that you know oh like you can't do that the guitar player should sing or whatever and I I just love seeing people not care right <laughs> yeah I think that's why I enjoy your sets so much is because it's like y'all are just having fun and you know you're doing your thing and it's a blast and I'm so excited to see you again in well this episode will come out after but like at our time of recording I'm like I'm seeing you in like a week and a half and that's exciting <laughs> yeah um for Fest, we are going to be playing with villains, just mm -hmm. uh, his tour life. Um, yeah. We actually have uh, a new guitar player, so we finally have, like, a solid lineup for our nice. and stuff. And it's just so nice because he, he was already a Foxy Dads fan. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, I feel like every time we play live, even if we're messing up the set completely, even if, you know, there's technical difficulties or anything goes wrong, at the end of the night, we just like laugh and we're like, oh, that was a great time. And I feel like that's kind of what bands should be. Oh, 100%. Oh my gosh, I love your cat. Yeah, sorry. She likes to walk across the keyboard and I didn't want her to mess anything up, so. That's the best. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good to just have people around you that like what they're doing and have mm -hmm. fun. You know, you can tell on stage. Yeah. Tell when people are enjoying it. And you can tell after a show, you know, I never want to be that person that's 
oh, you messed up, or mm-hmm. oh, that was horrible, or oh, we need to practice more. Like, you know, you know if you need to practice more, you know, you know if you mess up. It's good to just have people support you and have mm-hmm. fun and, you know, that's what it's about, I think, to me anyway. Yeah, I mean, you can pick your set apart tomorrow or whatever if you really feel like that's necessary, but, like, just enjoy the night in that moment. Yeah, like, the the strive to perfection is important. Like, you should always want to be a better version of yourself. You should always want to be a better band. You know, I think the pursuit of being better is just very important. If if you become apathetic, then that's mm-hmm. it. You're not going to want to do anything. But it's important not to let that get in the way of like having fun and remembering everybody's human. And Mm -hmm. if you're not enjoying playing your own songs, then. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Like try to write a different song or just like, I don't don't know. I always feel like, uh, I know people who don't always like celebrate the moment of like, yeah, I just played with all my friends and we, and it was, it was a set, you know? Yeah. I think our having like, a solid lineup of like our new guitar player Matthew and and having Jill who's been in the band for a while it's it's been like really really positive to just have people that enjoy what they're doing and like what they're playing and are happy to be a part of it and so awesome. I mean even like who I wrote the record with like I wrote it with um, my friend Joey who also records us and mm-hmm. you know he has told me like oh yeah I love hearing the songs I love listening to the songs like they're so fun and you know as a band I feel like you should put out something that you also enjoy it's it's like that I don't know there's that quote that's you know make the kind of art you want to see in the world Mm -hmm. you know I think it's it's kind of like that you know you should make the kind of music that you want to hear I love that. And that's crucial. And it's so good when you have somebody who's like recording or producing your record that is just as enthusiastic and hyped on your music as you are. That's so awesome. Absolutely. I remember when we were working on this show, we would like come up with a riff and be like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like not enough people who who make music give themselves the credit of being like, oh yeah, I just came up with this part that's really great. That's important because that kind of helps build your confidence, especially when you're trying to write a record where it's like, even if it's just a small piece that gets you excited, that's enough to get you even more excited for the next thing you're going to write, you know? Yeah. And I mean, with things like features too, I mean, some of those even, you know, took songs that I wasn't super happy about and made Mm -hmm. them into, you know, some of my favorite songs. Like Tattoo, I was like, "Uh, this is fine. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about this song yet. And then as soon as I heard Sky from Teams, like, um, like, verse on it, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, my favorite song. Like, I love this. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it is just, like, little things here and there that can get you really excited. And you should mm-hmm. enjoy those little things. You should, you know, focus on those little things. Because they, they can change everything. Yeah, definitely. And I like how many collaborations you did sneak onto this record. I think they're so neat between having like Alex kind of help you open the record in a sense. And then like, you know, sprinkling things out throughout like um, your partner from Winnipeg. Sorry, I'm struggling. (laughs) It's still the morning. Winnipeg vacation kind of collaborating with you on the record too and stuff. That must have been a lot of fun for you to just kind of keep sprinkling in these people that you like really care for and respect in music and personally too. Well, I wanted to have more. There were actually a few other features that didn't make it to the album. Just other people had to drop out. It was pretty much almost every song was going to have a feature on it. Oh, wow. Um, But you know, life happens it's Mm -hmm. no sweat and hopefully those people will make it onto the next album Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was really important for me to like have other people be a part of this it kind of keeps me excited and happy and interested in it it was really important for me to have um Alex kind of open the album with me because she's a big part of why I started the band in the first place yeah she you know she kind of showed me that, like, you know, you can make music that other people aren't, and you can be, you know, not some emo guy playing guitar in a band and, like, still be successful and still have fun. 
so she always encouraged me so it was really nice to hear her like start off the album with me um and yeah I mean I love Cheem that's a secret I talk about them all the time so it's such an honor to have them collaborate and even like even though Eli didn't like sing anything on the album just like having them write that song with me and like write the guitar part and and play that guitar part it just you know you can tell it's different from the other songs it's absolutely it just gives it something else Mm -hmm. like everything interesting and fun and collaborative yeah because it kind of gives you like a new I feel like perspective toward your song in that sense kind of like how you were saying earlier it's like it kind of made you like love that song all the more because there's that other touch to it whether it's like the sound itself or that personal association with somebody who's like contributing to what you're doing yeah yeah I don't know it's I, I want to see, I feel like we're slowly moving that direction of, like, people doing more and more features, mm-hmm. um, but I want us to, like, keep going. That's, That's so neat. I love hearing that, and yeah, what what you're doing is so special, because I feel like that kind of also fosters collaboration more so across, like, even the scene, in a sense, because whenever you have those kind of crossovers, I don't see enough of that in, like, Indian punk and even uh, emo in that sense, where it's, like, very rarely you kind of see that kind of interchange and like ex- like just shuffling of sound and everything. So it's so cool to see that you're doing that. And I'm excited to see that kind of get adopted too in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think the next album is also going to have a lot of features. And hopefully there were a few like rap features and a few like features that didn't make it. So I'm really, really hoping that like my goal for the next album is every song I'm <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. And so um, I know that you kind of worked on this album really quickly. How did you kind of start and how long did it take for you to get it from like start to finish? Well, we kept having to put it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pretty much, I had the songs written as far as like, my vocal melodies and my lyrics and like mm-hmm. ideas. I had them for a while, but I couldn't really do much with them because we just, we kept having to put off going in to record. And that's also where we, you know, tend to write a lot of the guitar parts and the keyboard parts. Um, so we kept putting it off and putting it off. So by the time we like finally got, uh, got to record it and work on it with Joey, it, we pretty much like wrote and recorded a bunch of it like in a day. Oh like, wow, that's we, awesome. we added new songs, we totally like winged new parts. Like I was there for like two days and we just like banged everything out and it kind of worked. I mean, we did that too for um, songs from Long Island Railroad. We pretty much like wrote a lot of it the same day we recorded it. Mm-hmm. And while that isn't something I like want to do every time, um, it is fun and it it does work sometimes because we already have the ideas. It's not like we're starting from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the stuff that we whipped out that day is like some of my favorite parts of the album, like some of the riffs that Joey came up with on the spot. You know, yeah. the first thing he came up with is what stuck. Sometimes it just works. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a weird process because I had had the songs in my head for so long, but then, you know, we were kind of rushed to actually make the rest of the song and like finish it. And then we had everything, but then we were waiting on features. So it was kind of this weird, like stop and go, of okay, like, is it ready? Is it not ready? Like, what do we do? When can we put it out? Are they done? Are they not done? Stuff like that. It's, it was a, a very like stop and go for this this release. Sometimes that happens, but it sounds like, you know, once you were in the space to be able to get creative when you were finally recording and like able to kind of write with Joey and everything, it just kind of like took off from there, which is awesome. This is a um, lot about that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It was It was like such a dream. And then like as soon as Jill wrote their parts, like mm-hmm. everything just like comes together hearing the features, like everything was just, you know, not everything's perfect. I'm not going to say everything's perfect. There's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of mess ups. There's a lot of things I would change now. 
but like there's always room to improve there's always things to change Mm -hmm. for now I am just like really happy with how everything came out because I do really like it and I I hope other people you know don't focus on the little things here and there that should be tweaked and instead just like oh yeah like this is all in all really really good or like really fun or just I, I want people to just think it's an objectively like fun to listen to record whether they like it or not oh no question it is I think it's a super fun record and like there's just so much going on throughout I just love it because it's like kind of how I mentioned earlier it just feels like a record is so much like self-reflection like the whole element of like progress and also you always sprinkle so many like details like driving and like you know doing your makeup and stuff like that it just feels personal and I love that about it um how did you kind of decide what parts of yourself that you kind of wanted to unpack on this record um I mean honestly I just I'm in the mindset that if I if I don't like sing about my own experience like what am I going to sing about there's nothing I know better than myself and my experience so I just always kind of like channel that and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll just sing about and write about what I'm feeling, what I'm doing, because if I don't, then I don't really know where else to go. You know, I could sing about some other person or I could sing about some other thing or I could sing about myself through a billion metaphors, but it's never going to be, you know, quite as accurate or quite as real. As if I just sing about whatever comes to my head. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I start with it. Uh, and it's, it is kind of funny that you mentioned driving because the last album was written while I was commuting to work uh, in a train. Mm-hmm. And now that I commute to work in a car and it takes me, you know, over an hour each way every day, I did write a lot of this while I was driving. <laughs> I would just have like my voice memos running through my car Bluetooth while I would just come up with with things I wanted to say and I would just record them and that is actually how I wrote a lot of this so that's why I <laughs> mentioned quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's going to take up whole chunks of life. <laughs> I just write about what I'm doing in that moment and what I'm thinking in that moment and mm. how I feel because to me that's that's really like the easiest way for me to be genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to make it convoluted or, you know, hide behind a billion different ways to say something. I'm just going to be myself. (laughs) No, it's great that you do that because I feel like that's why your records always feel so connective and like relatable in that sense is because it's like these are real experiences from a person's perspective that is meaningful and there's so much like intersection between like somebody else's life and your life in that sense so it's so cool that you just go for it this is what I'm thinking this is what I'm experiencing because it's it's very universal I feel like people are scared to do that not just the vulnerability aspect but also oh if I write about my life what if people don't relate to it you know I gotta make it broader I gotta open it up more but I feel like in writing about my life, it ends up being most relatable to other mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it's it's good that you're not afraid to be specific because like those specific details are what make it more connective. Too broad makes it hard to connect. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the opposite of what like mainstream mm-hmm. radio music is doing. They're like, oh, let's make this as vague as possible so people get it, but. I find like the opposite. I feel alienated when something's so vague. Right. Absolutely. And like, I don't know. I think that's what I really loved is like you, you're very honest about your experiences, your feelings and like the things that matter to you and stuff because it's like, I got so excited whenever I was listening to like best I can in the beginning, because they're just, first of all, I love quoting your record. That's one of my favorite things to do now already. (laughs) And it's like, you know, if I decide to be unhappy, you're just going to have to let me. I love that so much because it's like sometimes you just have to let yourself and others just kind of go through what they're going through. Yeah. And I thought that was huge because I don't know, we don't let people just feel things anymore. And it's so important. Absolutely. I mean, I just think that's, I don't know. I always try to be honest, both like musically and in my life. And, you know, sometimes that means saying something people don't want to hear. 
-hmm. Sometimes that means saying like, screw you. I'm pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. Um, And you know, I, I think that's life. I think more people need to be kind of open to that and Mm -hmm. more open to the fact that like, yeah, like you're not going to agree with everybody or you're not always going to understand how somebody else feels. And sometimes you just have to let them do that. Sometimes you're not going to like the truth. Sometimes you're not going to want to be honest with yourself. And sometimes you're not going to want to be honest with other people. But I don't know, for the most part, I just think if you're not being true to yourself, then, you know, who are you being true to? Like, there's, there's nothing, I don't know, there's nothing more important to, like, me personally. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like you do that so much about this song and this record where it's like, you know what, I'm owning what I'm feeling. This is my experience. Yeah. The world is going to have to deal with it, you know? And that's going to put on a smile and lie and pretend I'm happy. Even, you know, even anyone who follows my Twitter account knows I'm very transparent about my mental illness and my mood swings. And, you know, if I'm depressed, I'm going to tell everybody I'm depressed because I'm not going to act like I'm happy. I feel like there's so much of that, and especially with social media. It's so yeah. easy to act like you're perfect all the time and you're happy all the time and everything's great. And that's just, it's so kind of toxic for other people to see, oh, I must be wrong because I'm unhappy and clearly everyone else is happy. Right. You it's know, not I fair. Just, <laughs> you try to be pretty transparent. Like if I'm pissed off at you, I'll tell you. If I'm depressed and miserable, like I'm not going to pretend I'm not. I'm going to tell everybody, yeah, I'm not feeling great. Like, please be kind to me right now. Give me some space. And I hope for the same from other people. Because how do I know to be a better friend to someone if they don't tell me how they're feeling or if they're not, you know, open in that way? Absolutely. Because it's like you can't be there for somebody unless you know what's really going on and stuff. And that kind of transparency just makes it that much easier to either cope or address or heal whatever you need in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. And I love that you are so open about this stuff because I think more people should be. And the fact that you're doing it through your art is just impressive. And I get excited about like songs like Best I Can Even Dissolve. I feel like that's such like a raw and like personal experience, you know, to, to tell somebody even in music, much less I'm sure you've had conversations that maybe even inspired it where it's like, you know, will you still love me when? And like, you're kind of provoking those thoughts and stuff. And like the whole honesty of like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be anything anywhere. I'm just like, sometimes you have those days where it's just like, those are your thoughts. Those are your experience. Like this is ah too much, you know? I mean, Dissolve was definitely inspired by like real life conversations. Like with my yeah. Friends. you know sometimes like that is life sometimes you are nervous and anxious and scared Mm -hmm. and you have trust issues and sometimes you just want to disappear but like I don't want to hide that I don't want to be terrified to tell somebody how I'm feeling and it's nice you have a partner to do that with and like you know to feel like you could dissolve into your partner is just Sometimes you just need that reassurance that like that person will be there and is like a part of that and can respect your feelings and those, those anxieties and those, those, those just experiences in that sense. So I don't know, that song was just like, yup, felt that, love it. <laughs> and then when my friend Eleni, she, uh, she decided that that was the song she wanted to do a feature on. Yeah. I was just so over the moon because I'm just like, oh yeah, like somebody else gets it. Somebody else relates to this enough to like want to sing it too and it just makes you feel kind of less alone absolutely and it's yeah that was a really great feature and I just feel like it it just felt like a I think when you include these features it just makes it feel more of like somebody else gets it kind of thing like what you're describing yeah that's so awesome and I mean I didn't really give anybody direction on you know what I want their feature to be how I Mm -hmm. want it to go so hearing what other people came up with was just like so interesting to me mm-hmm. um and especially like versus like um skies first and tattoo you know i gave no direction and that was like a pretty long feature you know that's like yeah. a whole verse that's it's most of the song mm-hmm. so hearing somebody else come up with words that like are both completely true to them 
mm-hmm. but also perfectly encapsulate what I was feeling and like what I mean when I'm singing these songs is just so, so cool. That, that's so amazing. And the fact that you kind of just were able to be like, do your thing. And then it comes out with this gorgeous result has got to be so validating. Did you send them anything before? Like, this is the song as we have it or just describe it to them. Oh, I sent them like rough drafts of the songs. I see. And then they would like send me demos. Um, and then once like, I was like, oh yeah, this is sick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they would send me back like better recordings and then I'd have Joey like mix and master everything. It's just really fun. <laughs> it is, yeah, because it's like you get to kind of just share what you've been working on and they're able to put their spin on it and you end up yeah. crafting something just so special. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, we live in like a day and age where I can work with people, you know, just through Twitter DMs and through Google yeah. Drive links and have, you know, mail-in features that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably one of the best parts about like, modern day creativity is you can collaborate so easily these days and you know there's not really a limit yeah someone can send me you know a google drive link of something they recorded in GarageBand on their iphone and Mm -hmm. i can just be like oh yeah awesome let's throw this in Mm -hmm. even like the sample in the beginning like i can just oh yeah i'll just take this podcast and i'll tell that's what that was And I could just take part of it and I can use that. It's it, it's so fun to just be able to mix and match everything from all different parts of the world. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out where that sample in the beginning came from. And I was just like, that sounds like a podcast of some kind or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> Did you yeah. just stumble upon that or? Oh, no, no. Um, there's really like a, a Twitter, like mutual. Uh-huh. And they'd reached out asking you know, like, hey, you know, we'd really love to put, you know, one of the new songs on our show. If you have anything, like, would you feel to send it? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, we don't have any finished songs. <laughs> like, I would love to send you something, but we have absolutely no songs finished whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of where that started. That was so funny to me because it's like it totally sounded like this person as they were like clearly reading a message from you or something. Um, it was just like, yep, this is definitely Alana's voice. I can reading this message. Like, yeah, I get it. Literally nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And at, at that point, you're like, yeah, I got to include this on the record. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, like I said, it, it all comes back to honesty. I'm not going to say oh, yeah, like, sorry, I can't send you something. Like, you know, it's all under wraps right now. Like, no, if, if I have nothing finished, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Like, <laughs> I fucked up. Like, it's my problem. There's nothing done. Like, I wish I could help, you know? That's, <laughs> I'm going to own up to the fact that, like, yeah, we're behind schedule. That's, it is what it is. Yeah, it happens, you know, sometimes, sometimes schedules shift around and like things happen. It's life, but that front and center on the album, you know, the first thing you hear is me being completely unprepared, basically. <laughs> That's so funny. What, um, I know you mentioned that kind of like you had these songs partially ready and stuff. And as you kind of started to where you could get into like a space to record and get the collaborations in, that kind of drove up some momentum, but like, was there anything that like ultimately really motivated you to like get this record done? Was it like a mindset or was it like, you know, support from friends or family or like what kind of like kept you going through the whole process? Well, the entire time I pretty much really wanted it done. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I write songs, I'm like, okay, I need to get these finished as soon as I can because my thing is always by the time I end up, you know, finishing something and recording it and mm-hmm. getting it out there, I always feel like I'm already like, okay, on to the next thing. I don't relate to this anymore. I want, I want to do more. <laughs> but a lot of it was just, you know, life gets in the way. Yeah. So really the thing that kept me like most motivated was just the fact that like, oh, I wanted this to be done months ago. I got to get it out now. Like, <laughs> and, you know, other people like helping with that. Yeah, I, I never would have been able to get it out by myself. So having other people kind of like 
stay involved and like be on top of it and you know get stuff done was just helpful for me because it kept me optimistic about the fact like oh yeah like it's not worth it to scrap like we have to actually finish it yeah no that's important it's good when you have other people in your corner that believe in your project and your work and they're like they see your excitement and your desire to get it out there and just help you push it through especially with the labels like having open door who i was so excited to work with and open door was actually the first person i asked to do this co-release and then as soon as dan was like oh yeah sure i'd love to i was like okay perfect i don't want to ask anybody else this is exactly what i wanted like this was like my first choice like to have open door and chatterbot team up yeah having somebody who i admire like also believe in what i'm doing mm-hmm. you know really motivated me i'm like okay yeah no i have to get this out because I have to, you know, do really well, and I really want Open Door to to enjoy this release as much as I'm enjoying it, and I really want Chatterbot to enjoy this release as much as I'm enjoying it. You know, having like them involved also, you know, definitely pushed me. You know, they they were never like, oh, you know, let's rush this, but yeah. having them involved just made me motivated. I feel like that's the difference: is you never want somebody rushing you. You want people to motivate you to finish. That's huge. And it's good when you have those folks in your corner who just sort of like, all right, we're excited just like you are. Let's see where this goes. And they they have the faith in you too to deliver in that sense whenever the time is right. Yeah, both of them have had like nothing but faith in me the entire time. Even before hearing any songs, Dan was like, Yeah, sure. Like That's so good. I mean I've always had like kind of a similar relationship with Chatterbot. There's always just this, oh yeah, I'm sure I'm going to like what you do. So let's just do it. (laughs) So yeah, just having a lot of like faith and trust and people like know that I have a vision and I'm going to do what I can to like make that vision come true. Mm -hmm. Just is, is so nice to, you know, it's, it's good to have people who trust you and believe in what you're doing just as much as you believe in what you're doing. Absolutely. Especially in the ones that are helping you like ultimately deliver your record in that sense. Absolutely. I could not have done this without, without them truly, honestly. Um, They handled so much of this and especially uh, Dan from Open Door handled so much of this when I just was too busy and unable to. And I had my friend uh, James help out as well. Yeah. You know, with things like emails and, and press and, you know, no band should be like a one-man show really wow. it's so it's just so much to ask of somebody mm-hmm. having people who are you know willing to oh yeah hey this will be a little bit of work but I'll take care of it mm-hmm. is you know sharing the burden is just so so great and it's such a relief definitely because then you can focus more so on like the things that make that release possible like you know writing the music itself and you know, the, the creativity of it all. So whenever you have other people that are kind of like in your corner helping you make that happen, it just makes it that much easier. Absolutely. Well, you've put out an awesome record. I know they're having a blast putting it out and promoting and doing all this work and stuff too. Um, and there was a lot of excitement around this record. I saw just on social media, like the day of release, a lot of people are sharing it and stuff. Um, what is something that you want your listeners to get out of the record? Um. Well, I definitely want them to get that, like, you know, nobody's perfect and it's okay to just be a mess sometimes and it's okay to miss your parents and it's okay, Mm -hmm. you know, to be depressed and it's okay to need a crutch in life to get through it. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it's okay. Just period. It's okay. (laughs) That's, you know, that's just how things are. And you know, all you can do is be the best version of you you can be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I feel like, all I ever try to get across with all of my music. That's so important, though, and I think that message still needs to be heard by so many folks, and it's nice to see that, like, your art is spreading so much and everything. How does it feel to have everybody, like, tagging you on Twitter and, like, boosting your record and everything? It's exciting because, I don't know, to me, it's just really validating. Yeah. I'm saying the kinds of things that a younger me really needed to hear Mm -hmm. and seeing other people like kind of get it and be like, oh yeah, this is great. Check this out. Mm -hmm. It's 
it makes me feel like, oh yeah, like more people get it and more people are gonna hear it. And that kind of gives me hope that, oh yeah, like I wish the younger version of me could have heard me say these things. Mm-hmm. And it gives me hope that, oh yeah, there are people that need to hear this that are going to hear this. Right. That's so awesome. Yeah, because I mean, there's like a whole like generation that needs to hear stuff like this and everything that, you know, are going through the same experiences that we did when we were younger that are like, they don't feel like they're being heard. And if they stumble upon your record or like, you know, somebody recommends it to them, whatever, it's like, that could be that much close to that person comes to being the person they want to be or like embracing parts of themselves. Feeling less alone. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, that's what I love about In Case You Missed It. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, your music means so much to me. I just want you to know you're not alone. You know, that's, it's just so validating. It's so Mm -hmm. important. Yeah, that's what I like about the whole process, I feel like, of, like, releasing music. And that's got to feel so awesome for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a little overwhelming, but it's so, so exciting and worthwhile. Yeah, Uh, I, I hear you on that. So what's next for Foxy Dads? I know you have some tours going on this fall and winter. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel like we're just focusing on our live show, focusing on our lineup. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon we're going to start working on new songs already. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I've already talked to the band. You know, we're already, as soon as we get time, um... We want to start working on more. We just want to keep keep the ball rolling. And I feel like I'm never really done creating. It's the minute I finish something, I get an idea for something else. So I really just want to keep doing that. And then hopefully next year, um, we'll have some more time to do some more touring, maybe mm-hmm. some weekenders. I'm hoping to go abroad at That'd some awesome. point next year. But, you know, who knows? Um, but, yeah, that's... You know, that's really it. Just, I just want to keep, keep going as best I can without burning ourselves out. Yeah, no, you're doing awesome. And like, I like that you're doing stuff at your own pace on your own time, because I feel like that just gets you all the more excited and hyped to do more stuff. And you have a great group of people behind you that are like, I shouldn't even say behind you with you to like promote and grow and like take care of each other and stuff. That's so huge. I know I've already started working on some new songs. I know my guitar, my guitar player already has like some new things that he nice. wants to out of us. Like, I'm just, I feel like we're never done. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. Cause it's like, as long as you're happy and creating together, that's the best feeling then. Absolutely. Well, awesome. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. I'm excited to see you here soon. And, uh, yeah, hear all the new songs live. This is going to be so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are also going to be sprinkling in a cover, so I hope you like that one. I know you're going to, I know you're going to like it. Yay! See you soon. Yes, can't wait. So, um, where can everybody keep up with Foxy Dads on the internet and find this awesome record? Um, so our website is foxydad.com, so you can pre-order vinyl, you can order merchandise, etc. Uh, we also are on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming things, Bandcamp, um, and yeah, all my social medias are just, you know, at foxydads. If you want to hear me be depressed on the internet, you can do that. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter, that's where most of our news happens. So yeah, that's it. I love it. Well, everybody, please make sure that you follow and support Alana. It's always been a blast seeing them grow and do all this awesome stuff with their music and art and all kinds of stuff. So thanks so much for joining again. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor.
Foxy Dads. Thank you so much to Alana for coming back and to James Kassar for the setup and support for this episode. I'm always thrilled to have friends like Alana back and their music is truly as unforgettable as their friendship. So proud, so excited. Please go check out In Case You Missed It. It's one of my favorite records I've heard this year because of just so much creativity and personal energy that went into it. So check it out. Um, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all of the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. I'm booking spots for 2020, right now. Hit me up. Let's do this. But until next time, stay angry, and hug your friends, and listen to some Hillary Duff. You won't regret it. Bye for now.